When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is Sonny Hollywood Pooney from Podcast Rock City, and you're listening to the crazy antics of the Shout It Out Loudcast, where we love all KISS members at the same time. Wait, wait a second. That sounds like an orgy. I guess it is basically, right? Kiss Army, Tom and Zeus. We have another episode of Shout It Out Loudcast, episode 53. We're calling this one the Eric Carr story inside the tale of the fox. Tom, how are you? What's up, my friend? That's a long episode topic <laughs> title, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> yeah, DVD review time. That's right. Yep. We're kicking you off know? 2020 with our favorites, an album last week, a DVD this week. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm excited to break this one down, too. Yep. yep. Um, but other than that, how's life? Uh, well, my house is like a friggin' TB ward right now. My my wife is sick. She's never sick. My wife is sick. My, my wife is sick. <laughs> Are you talking Sick. about the coupons? <laughs> what can I do for you? <laughs> she can't uh, even chew popcorn. Ah! That's the one where he does the pizza bomb. Go to bomb that place. <laughs> yeah, good luck saying that nowadays on the phone. Oh, oh God. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then my son is starting to feel like shit, too, and I'm not feeling, ah, whatever. Everybody at work is sick. Sick of everything. Sick, sick, sick! Um, I tell you, yeah, you're gonna jinx me. I'm feeling fine, and I love it. Um, I love it. Yeah, I <laughs> uh, uh, still mid hockey season, so got that going. Oh, yeah, Lots right. of fun there. Yeah, yeah. Our, our Patriots uh, shit the bed there, so now it's uh, all Bruins all the time for you. Yeah, Bruins. Yeah, we got some Celtic stuff. They're doing pretty well. 
Yep. But don't you just love all these people that like, yeah, this is Tom Brady watching the playoffs. Ah, dude, are you like seriously? <laughs> nobody like anti New England, nobody can sit back and joke about we can do that fucking uh, how many how many times do you guys for the last 20 years? And you guys want to sit there and, and talk about oh Brady, yeah, you didn't win. Oh they just they just love to see them just go down and, and it's the same thing if if we were on the if the shoe was on the other foot it'd be like oh thank god after 20 years they're just out of it go you know but the difference is for a team like the yankees that we always hate because we're red sox fans yeah the yankees outspent everybody it oh, wasn't yeah. like baseball is like a one-man team like they have jeter and jeter is the greatest player right. so the greatest player gives them championships we're if that was the case, even us Red Sox fans, most of us never hated Jeter. No, I kind of, I, I kind of did. <laughs> I didn't. No one really gave him shit and stuff, you know. Except that one time we made that catch, and then he, after he caught it, he jumped into the crowd and yeah. then he acted like, oh, 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 ah, he took a terrible, like, tum- I, I, it, I took yeah. a terrible tumble into the third base. <laughs> so <laughs> the. The Pats' excellence is Bre- uh, Belichick and Brady. You know what I mean? It's yeah, two but, but, guys. But Belichick is so hateable if you're not a Patriots fan. And people think Brady is a cheater and a douche and all that stuff. So it, that, I could see why somebody from uh, not here, they, you know, they just get, you know, I don't know. Fuck them. Who cares? <laughs> yeah. You mean like when they beat the <laughs> 07, when they were beating up on the on the Redskins? Like 45 points. Oh, you yeah. Got Brady hucking it up to Randy Moss in the fourth quarter in a minute left. What are you doing that? For? Are you trying to rub it into uh, Coach Gibbs? Yes. Just, uh, <laughs> just uh, playing. We're just playing. <laughs> Fucking asshole. Yeah. Well, that's, that, that, that's what could happen next year. But I don't know. Who knows? We'll see. All right. Enough football talk. Um, what's going on in Kiss World? Um... Kiss World right now they're on a break So they are on a break until they um, Come back to us in a few weeks February 1st Manchester New Hampshire So uh, they're not really doing anything Quiet for both of them for, Well when I say both of them I mean Paul and Gene Because they're the only ones that are really on social media But Well they're They're, they're hawking their products Hawking oh, yeah. their Puma gear Oh yeah and Paul's warning us about Fake news and global <laughs> Climate change but settle down why don't you? You know what you do? Why don't you? Why don't you put out those Australian fires with your fucking Puma jumpsuits? <laughs> what did he say in that offering thing? We got climate change. Yeah. we got climate change. We got global warming. Settle down, Stanley the pa- oh, Stanley the parrot. <laughs> First of all. Get that ridiculous hat off your fucking head in all these pictures. You look like an idiot with it. What is with that Ranger Rick hat he wears all the time? It looks like, what's it from the Urban Sombrero? It looks like the Urban Sombrero from the Peterman catalog. Yeah. And then he looks like, then he looks like, but between that hat. Surprise, Elaine. And the, when, he, when he has those shoes on and that fanny pack and that hat, it's like that episode where well, where uh, Mel Torme thinks Kramer is like a special <laughs> needs person. <laughs> what the Why, fuck? Is, Jim, is that when Jimmy punched him in the mouth? <laughs> yeah. 
Jimmy doesn't like that. <laughs> Down goes Jimmy. Yeah, Jimmy really likes Elaine. <laughs> oh man. Anyways, anyways. Um yeah, they got that going on. You got uh their opening act is starting to open their act. Want to um, talk about that? Oh, oh boy. Uh oh boy. It's a big one. So David Lee Roth, uh, we're recording on Thursday, uh, January 9th. David Lee Roth kicked off his Las Vegas residency set last night. And my God, um, if you haven't seen the YouTube videos, um, just be warned because it was just not good. It was just not good. And... Uh, I don't know what I was expecting, but I don't think I was expecting what I saw. A um, couple things here. So he comes out 65 years old. This is the article from Ultima Classic Rock. Um, he missed notes, cues, occasionally missed entire verses and said, quote, I forgot the fucking words. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, David. But here's the interesting thing. So we we don't have to talk about his performance, which was not good. But I'll, I'm still excited to see him. Who knows? It'll be fun. But a couple things I wanted to talk to you about, Zeus. Get your opinion here. So he his set list was 15 songs long. I know. Okay. He did um, a bunch of songs from Van Halen and a handful of David Lee Roth solo material. Mm-hmm. Fif- 15 songs. Okay. That is the equivalent of when we saw, you remember we saw Kiss and Def Leppard and they split the bill? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is Kiss, like, I'm not trying to be a conspiracy theorist here, but I'm just wondering, is Kiss going to shorten their set list? No, no way. He's doing a Vegas residency. He has to have that many songs. I, I don't think that. it's I, better for David Lee Roth to have a shorter set, shorter. He'll, he'll have more energy, can hit the notes as best as he can. He can't um, hit anything. <laughs> he can't hit anything. Doesn't sound like he's yeah. doing any notes. Um, but it's just funny. So he's got, he's got. Just a gigolo, but he doesn't have Yankee Rose. Nope. Nope, and he ends with jump. Oh well, again, this is the Vegas set list. So you think this Vegas set list will? You don't think he's going to do fifteen songs when he opens up for Kiss? Oh, absolutely not. No okay. way. Okay. There's no a little ain't enough either. No, there's no ladies' night in Buffalo. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, you got Bruce Smith and, and who else was on that team back then? <laughs> Fred Smurless. <laughs> Fred Smurless. The chicks look like Fred Smurless in Ladies Night in Buffalo. Cornelius Bennett. Cornelius Bennett. Yeah, that's right. What they used to call him um Biscuit? That was his nickname. <laughs> no, I think that was Cedric Maxwell. <laughs> oh, no, that was cornbread. <laughs> We're getting our we're getting our, our bakery products wrong for our athletes. Oh my god. Oh I don't know. I'm, I'm, honestly I started get I started looking at this. I'm like shit. Cause then I started getting like 
conspiracy theory. I'm like, shit, is Kiss going to mix up their entire show? Are they going to change the set list? Are they going to shorten it and let David Lee Roth open up and play long? I don't know. You know what's funny? I saw someone put a poll out earlier today on on Twitter. <laughs> whose voice it was? It was like preface with like whose voice is handling it? like meaning they all suck. Yeah, uh, it was Paul Stanley, Vince Neil, and uh, David Lee Roth. <laughs> Paul Stanley was winning it by like seventy five percent. Oh, oh yeah. Oh God, look. I know. I know people tease Paul and stuff, but if anybody, if you watched those <laughs> David Lee Roth videos, he's. It's like karaoke night at like the fucking Kowloon. I mean, he's a fucking guy can like, I don't know. Bozo. Yeah. Anything else going on over there? Kiss? Um, No, not really. No. Like I said, they, they, they're just taking a break until uh, we get to see the the first show next uh, couple weeks. Right. Right. Yes. Now, in other news, okay. this is not really, this is not really kiss the band news but this is like some fun social media news so recently we have been talking about the hilarious twitter account known as paul stanley (laughs) p-a-w-l stanley well yes rest in peace paul stanley on twitter and some breaking news this week we found out that the man behind paul stanley was Baco. From Cobras and Fire podcast, which is a great podcast. And if you haven't checked out, you got to check those guys out. Hilarious. So that was kind of, I don't know. I felt like it was kind of like finding out there was no Santa Claus. I'm like, ah, damn. I, 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 I don't want to know. Then I was at work. Yeah, but I was at work today. Um, oh, I know what you're going to say. Got a, and, I got a, and I got a Facebook friend yep. request. And yep. then I was like, and there he is. He's back from the dead. That's right. He's back on Facebook. Yep, Twitter is gone. He's back and alive and kicking on Facebook. So Baco to win, Tom. That's right. So Baco was saying on the recent episode of uh, Cobras and Fire that Twitter shut down the account because of it was like you know it was impersonating. It was an impersonation type account, which clearly you could tell. I mean, give me a satire. I don't understand. He he thinks, and if again, if you listen to the episode, he kind of explains it a little bit more detail. He he thinks that maybe Vinnie Vincent may have been behind it getting shut down because he recently did a tweet. He he recently did a tweet, like kind of you know joking about something with Vinnie and Paul, with you know with Vinnie's Christmas event or something. I don't know. It was funny, but but you're right. I I got home today. I I checked Facebook. I see a friend request from Paul Stanley. Everyone's like, Paul's back. So. We'll see. We'll see what happens with that. But that, I, I got a kick out of that. That was that was kind of funny to see. Yeah, I would have guesstimated that it would be more Paul that got him kicked off of Twitter. Could be. Yeah, could be. Right. Could be. So maybe yeah. that's why. Maybe that's why. So maybe that's why our friend uh, Stuart Trunk has been laying low. Maybe he's afraid he'll get himself <laughs> shut down. Because I I haven't seen a lot from Stuart Trunk lately. So uh, I don't know. We'll have to we'll have to see what happens with that one. Yeah, there was a an attempt at an ace one recently, um, and a couple other ones out there. But oh I, god, that that one out there that we always talk about, who's impersonating a certain podcast host, who <laughs> <laughs> made like the head like a yeah. hairy ball sack. <laughs> right, that's how oh. I would describe it. Yeah, yeah, brutal. Yeah, that's 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 brutal. We're not gonna, we won't mention any names, but yeah, but like. I mean, anybody, anybody, anybody out there who's on Twitter, I 
I Go swear ahead. to God, half of Twitter is parody accounts. Yeah, <laughs> it's gotta be. It's gotta be. It's ridiculous. Well, you know what I love is those fake asshole trade deadlines for any of the four major sports that create fucking profiles that look identical to the fucking people. Oh yeah, breaking yeah. news: Wayne Gretzky traded for uh, yep. Bobby Hull. Fuck Gretzky, good trade. Like, yep. You know I what I mean? People are like. Oh, it's a fake. Do you remember how people used to fall for that all the time in the beginning? I saw, without I the saw, blue check marks. By the way, it's not blue. It's white. The check mark. The surrounding is blue. Oh, oh go ahead. So I saw speaking. I, yeah, it's like I saw. I saw somebody made a created a fake Adam Schefter <laughs> Twitter page, and it looked everything looked exactly yeah, the same. Exactly. And, and, it, and it was like you know this just in. You know, Belichick leaves to go coach Cleveland. It was like, what the fuck? <laughs> and they build it up for a while to get enough followers that people fall for it. Yep. Yep. That's uh, funny. Idiots. Funny shit. Oh, man. Funny yeah, shit. That's, but that's uh, social media for you, you know? What are you going to say? Dangerous. Da- yeah, it's dangerous. You got to use your brain when danger you're on. Me is danger you. It's dangerous. That's right. And speaking of that, listen to Paul Stanley. Check out his social media because he's warning all of us about fake news. <laughs> in, in his urban sombrero. <laughs> White powder, Elaine. White powder. Oh, oh God. Fucking, he's warning, warning Elaine about her poppy intake. And then, oh, yeah. The. You uh, in the heroin shit. Yeah, he goes to friggin' uh thinks Kramer. He thinks Kramer's like trying to sell drugs to Elaine and he fucking beats Kramer up and he throws him out. Yeah, it's the low flow shower episode because Kramer's <laughs> hair's all fucked up and he 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 needs to go to Elaine's to use her shower because the because <laughs> the pressure's better. And Peterman <laughs> thinks he's all strung out. <laughs> Not from the footage I seen. Um <laughs> Anyways, you ready to move this thing along? Oh, no, no, no. Uh Uh-oh. We uh didn't even get to this. What? What? So, Uh last week, debut episode for season two. Yes. Our best numbers yet to date. Excellent. Thank you, everybody, for that. That's fantastic. Excellent. Good way to kick off the year. Yep. Thank you, everybody. Uh, I don't know if you guys just... Kind of missed us, even though we didn't go away Or the topic Which we kind of wanted To open season two with a bang yep. And I, like I said, I don't think too many People did the debut album um, Lot Lot of feedback On it, favorite songs, favorite Not songs, I had a few people Actually say They like kissing time Like I kind of like it Yeah Um. There was a lot of variant opinions of what was their favorite song, but when we did our polls on both of them, what won? So on Twitter, the poll was a little bit closer. Uh, Black Diamond ended up winning with 32%, and then you had right behind it with Deuce and Strutter at 26 and 24%. Cold Gin came in last. There were some write-in votes, um, you know, some people with Firehouse and 100,000 Years. Um, yeah. On uh, Facebook... Black Diamond won a little bit more handily. It was 58% to 42% with a lot of write-ins as well. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's not not surprising. Everybody knows Black Diamond is just, you know, ridiculously awesome. So, 
Now we did some polls today. We uh, we missed a couple weeks with the Tom and Zeus polls. The holidays got in the way, so we 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 put those back in. And um, kind of topical. And we did Eric Carr versus Eric Singer. Who do you prefer? Mm-hmm. Now Zeus predicted this, um, and I'm not surprised. But Eric Carr is winning in a landslide on both Twitter and Facebook. But what's it, what I found interesting particularly on Facebook were the comments from people. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are very passionate about each of these drummers. A lot of people say a lot of people were picking Eric Carr with their heart. Like they love that he came in. He was the Fox and everything. A lot of people are saying that Eric Singer may is the better technical drummer, which I think he is. But a lot of people are just saying they just loved what Eric brought to the band and the era that he covered. So, you know, people were selecting Eric Carr, but a lot of people, there were, there were some people who was like, you know, too tough. I don't know who to pick. I love them both. People were saying hands down Eric Singer. Other people were saying hands down Eric Carr. So the voting was definitely slanted, but the comments were, were interesting. So, yeah, I like that. Uh, obviously, there's some drummers out there and they picked up on things about like, you know, the technical aspects of their drumming, not yep. just who was cooler, who was funner. Uh, who looked better, who is a better fit, um, and who is Cheater Chris versus Well, it's it's funny that you Fox. say it. But it, some people didn't even bring that up, I was which I like. A lot of well-behaved Facebook group messages when I expect, probably because you, you, we didn't share it to all the fucking toxic Facebook groups, um, I was kind of surprised. Yeah, I was just going to say it. So we, there's a couple of groups that we follow, but that we don't really share a lot of things with because of the toxicity. Um, but even so, you're right. I didn't see one comment about, you know, Eric Singer wearing the Catman makeup. Nobody, every, everybody's comments were based on the technical ability to drum, you know, or or what they brought to the band or, you know, I love revenge or, you know, I love creatures of the night or whatever. So that was refreshing to say the least to, to hear like a really a good debate. Um, yeah. So I, I, yeah. I like that. So no, yeah, I, that, I agree with you. I was very surprised. I thought yeah. we'd get a bunch of that shit. So me too. I was kind of bracing myself for it. Yeah. So Anyways, 2020 started off the bank. We like to hope to continue it going. We have a lot, a lot of exciting things coming up. Um, And, uh, you know, it's starting to bottleneck with all these great shows we've got uh, planned ahead. But, you know, we thought we would start something different. Yeah. And um, this is something different. Yep. And uh, before we get into uh, the tale of the fox. Uh, let's take a quick break here and, uh, let's go look for the, uh, the Fox in the hen house. Shall we? Hello, Pantheon podcast listeners, Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. 
with Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode. Available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So, what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. And I was praying for you, Tom. I was holding on to God's unchanging hands because he helped <laughs> Joshua fight the battle of Jericho. Uh, yes. He helped Daniel get out of the lion's den. He helped Gilligan get off the island. Oh, sorry. Wonderful. Wonderful. A little bit of coming to America, like rabbit hole. YouTube videos, and I think Reverend Brown is. Oh my God, I I can't get enough of our our senior performance. I thought that's the funniest thing, girl. You look so good. Somebody wanted to put you on a plate. Slap you up with a biscuit. <laughs> donations, donations. Like goddamn, I thought it was a trash. <laughs> Tall motherfucker. <laughs> oh man, you lied. Let's you never go. met no Martin Luther King. <laughs> <laughs> Martin Luther the King. The King. Um, Oops, yes, that's right. Somebody else. <laughs> that's the best part. So for some reason, walk around. I turn around. I say, Doctor King. And he punches up. Oops, I thought you somebody else. Why? Why is Martin <laughs> Luther King going around punching people? <laughs> Imp- <laughs> implying that Martin Luther King is just throwing haymakers at people down the street. <laughs> Oops, I thought you somebody else. Doctor King. Who do you think I was? Oh, <laughs> lying! You ain't never met Martin Luther King. Um, <laughs> seg- I'm telling you, I got fucking stuck in that rabbit hole. Let's segue over to the topic this week. The subject we're going to talk about is our man Eric Carr and the DVD, the Eric Carr story inside the tale of the fox. Me and Tom both watched this again, and um, wow, where do we begin, Tom? First of all, it's I mean, this is a deep cut for me because I'm, I was not familiar with this at all. Um, and we'll talk about why a lot of people probably right. haven't heard of this and probably why we're not familiar with it. So the DVD is available on Amazon, but it's also streaming um, for anybody out there that has Amazon Prime. It's available on there. Uh, came out in 2000. Uh, it's about 90 minutes long. Um. It's regarded as the official Eric Carr DVD. Um, I don't know how you want to cover this here, because I don't know if we want to give opinions or kind of break down the DVD or how we want to go here. So 
think we should just talk about what's on there and go through it okay. chronologically, what they were doing. And then afterwards, maybe go through our opinions and what we thought. Now, again, as always, when we watch these, unless we will do some uh, running commentary on some videos coming up. But usually with these videos, me and Tom watch it on our own, write down our own notes. Don't discuss it with each other. Nope. Let's let's save it for the episode. Save it. Save it. Here we go. And this is I don't know what he's going to say. He doesn't know what I'm going to say. So. Uh, we'll see what happens, but I found it interesting. You start this video and, um, the advertisement for rockology comes on in unions album, including Bruce Kulik's song that he actually sings dear friend, a tribute to Eric Carr. Right. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, clearly, as we talk, as we get into this DVD, you know, there's a lot of uh, the Kulix in this. So, you know, I, I, I can I can see that, um, you know, the, the 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 it was produced and directed by a gentleman named Jack Edward Sawyers. Uh, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not familiar with him. I don't know what his background is. I don't know if he's a, a family friend of the cars or if, or if he's a, I, I don't know enough about him to know where his angle was on putting this DVD together. Uh, but he's the gentleman behind it. So, and then the associate producer, I think that's Eric's sister, Loretta and Bruce. Yes, Loretta Caravello and Bruce Kulik. Yep. Yep. Internet special thanks to Kiss Asylum and KissShop.com. Yep. Um, you know, so it, it, it's, you know, does its best to keep clear of Kiss stuff as much as possible. And um, it's interesting. They kind of tiptoe on that fine line of what they can do and say. Um, you can tell, you know. But, you know, they they start. It's like a documentary type style, home video stuff. Um, you know, some uh, old clips. And they start with interviews with his parents. Talking about to, Eric who, growing up. Yeah, who I have to admit just seem like. Honestly, like the nicest people, the most regular down home, nice people that you'd ever. I mean, I I enjoyed listening to them talk, especially the dad. You could just tell. I mean, if anything that you get from this video, you just we hear the stories about how Eric Carr was, you know, regarded as being like the kindest, nicest, funniest man around. And, you know, you definitely get that from this DVD is, is you know, especially that introduction, the talking of his with his mom and dad and everything, just really the, nice to see. Yeah, I would say that you can tell that he comes from a nice, warm family, and that's where you get it. The mom's talking about a young, energetic Eric who always had a problem with tapping his pencils at school. Yep. And she would notice it at home, and then his teachers would say the same thing, so that he always wanted to, uh, you know, get into drums. And that he, uh, it's funny, he said that his grandfather was a musician, played, the, I think, the trombone or something. And he was, like, yep. trying to teach Eric that, and he kept saying to him, like, I just really want to do the drums. And uh, they, you know, obviously, Eric, good thing he did, he did go to the drums. And what's great is the story about his first drum set. Do you did you get that? How he got his oh, first the, drum set? Yeah. You want me to tell the story? No, you can. No, you can go ahead. We can talk about. It, but go ahead. All right. So his his dad saw some like music guy store, and 
they did um you know movers they were like movers and i think like repair yep. guys yep um and he couldn't you know money's tight and he saw a drum set that eric wanted so what he did was he went to the store and he offered them to help move the stuff if eric could t- get one of those drums the drum set and that's what they did and both eric and his father helped move now that if that doesn't get you all like like I don't know, tugging at your heartstrings about what a great dad and, and all that and the bonding between the father and son to do that. That's just, that's just awesome. I never knew that story about it, but it, listen for it, look for it in the beginning. It's really a great story. Yeah. You could tell the si- sign of the times, you know, about, you know, a family that didn't have a ton of money, wanted to do their, do, do right by their son and, you know, the father was literally willing to, to do, you know, f- physical labor you know for his uh for his son to get him you know to get him what he wanted um right. like i said like, like i said before the relationship with the with the mom and dad just very very sweet and cool throughout the whole thing um yeah, like, so yeah so then it then it, it it talks about you know eric just really really just being into the drums you know he started out with you know even before he had that drum set that his dad got for him he had he had like one drum that he would just kind of bang on um you could just tell from 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 the get he had it like in his blood that he was meant to play the drums. Yep, and he grew up like a lot of kids idolizing the Beatles. They even have a video of Eric's first drums. He did this like 1967, and I was like, and they had it, and they were playing the video, and I was even joking. I was going to say to you, Tom, it sounds even better than Peter Chris's right now. Oh. <laughs> No, it's right. I mean, 1967 for a kid that didn't really know what he was doing, you know, technically he was, he, he, he sounded pretty damn good at the time, you know? Absolutely. So he had first bands, the allures, the Sellerman, which you can see those old clip videos. He got the Sellerman on his, on his drum set. And he was like, I don't know, putting all sorts of like shit on his vans and clips and they were talking about him and he getting pulled over by the cops he had like a fucking flower power van or something yep and yep. uh they made him take it off um but you know i find that's like you know like the the look good lo- local neighborhood kid done done good you know yeah yeah and um the that mute i mean like everybody in that in that era you know his is when he was with that band the sellerman very 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 beatlish like like yeah to the i had extreme, that down too you know yeah um yeah. but you know i mean you know that boy's got talent <laughs> <laughs> he's good and terrible um yeah. so what i didn't know is that whole part where he played in some sort of like um uh, kind of like an r&b kind of disco-ish kind of band for a little bit yes and that there was that fire that he yep. was involved in some like I don't know it was like nightclub or a club and there was a fire and like he because his his mom and them said that they had always taught him about you know warning him to be like careful and always look for exits and stuff like sounds yep. like wow that is that is amazing and they talked about it twenty this isn't like oh somebody fell down and broke their ankle twenty four people died yep in that fire. And Eric was got got out and got some of his band members out and helped them out. Um, that's amazing. Yeah, that was that Great was an story. unbelievable. Yeah, no, that was an unbelievable story. I mean, to to think that a, a young kid going through something like that and 
you know, you kind of have that, you know, survivor's guilt, that type of emotional response to something like that. And, uh, yeah, that's a lot for, for a kid that age to deal with. Yeah. You know, I can only think about what we could have been in almost. And that is in Rhode Island. Yep. Oh God. Right? If we ever, if, if we ever had tickets, to, if, if we that knew about that, anything, if, uh, yeah. Yeah, that would have been normal knew, for us. Absolutely. No doubt. The station, the station nightclub and that horrible tragedy with the great white. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. Right down the neighborhood. Yep. Um, so then they just like go a little bit part where Eric's friend shows something in the paper about Kiss auditioning for drummers. And then they cut to what I was not expecting. And that was Bill of Coin. That was cool. That was very cool to see because Bill of Coins not in any, you know, Kiss DVDs because I think they all came out, you know, Bill of Coin passed uh, actually not too long ago. I don't think he did because this was recorded. This came out in 2000, but all those other Kiss DVDs, you don't see a lot of Bill of Coin talking. So in he, no, but he, it was an interview style Bill of Coin and there's no mention of him. Like if you look at the box, like you had no idea he was going to pop up. That's what I mean. Yeah. And uh, he, he does. He's featured in this uh, pretty prominently talking pretty much exclusively about uh, about Eric. Uh, just, just on and pretty proud of you. Pretty Did proud you of you. Pretty proud. Of you. It's very nice. Um, yeah. So so Bill talks about, you know, the, the beginning of, um, you know, this is this is when the story pivots from Eric's childhood and in, in life growing up into the beginning of his kiss, you know, uh, you know, trying out. Um, you know, hundreds of different drummers, you know, he, he told his parents that he was, uh, you know, auditioning for the band, the story about how he got it, you know, how he was uh, selected to be in the band. And I thought one of my, one of my favorite stories, you know, getting back to Eric's mom and dad was when, um, Eric was like, you know, you, you, you can't tell anybody that I'm in the band. You, you can't tell anybody that your son is in the band. So they would go, they would go to see kiss in concert and people would be like, you know, what are these two old people doing at a kiss show? And they were like, oh, yeah, yeah, we like Kiss. Like, they had to, like, play along. They couldn't tell people, you know, until finally they had no choice but to kind of tell people, like, oh, yeah, our, our son's the drummer. Um, you could just tell just two proud parents, just regular people. It was, it was cool. Yeah, and then one was a friend of theirs noticed them. What are you guys doing here? And yeah. He's uh, he, yeah. like, oh, uh, one of our daughters is here. Uh, is a fan of Kiss. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yep. That was great. But what I also liked is they, you know, they got into – how he got the job and bill was saying that he auditioned like 50 drummers or so and bill was talking about eric basically got the job he was a good drummer and had a good audition but that his personality he just fit in and he you know after dealing probably with a lot of the hissing and moaning of peter they just wanted a guy that'll just do his share and you know of course bill coin brings up you know he wasn't a full member. He was hired gun, but you know, they don't want to be around a, what they'll be their next hire, a pain in the ass hired gun, Vinny. Yep. Yep. Um, you know, and they basically talked about the fact that that's what really got him the job. And then they cut over to, I wasn't expected to see him show up. Me neither. Holy shit. Mr. In the News himself, Bob Kulik, who looks really good in that episode, in that in this video. Yeah, healthy he looks, and happy. Yeah, he looks healthy, happy. Uh, that's all I'll say. Um, yeah, but he, he, here's the interesting thing, and you know, forgive me for not being the, the maybe the insider expert that I was, 
but I'm wondering if this was if if Bob was featured in this DVD because of his brother Bruce. Because as as Bob is talking, I'm like, why are you in this DVD? <laughs> no, part on, of the Kiss on, family. Right. No, I know, but I'm like, I'm like, it's just odd to just see you be. Obviously, it's Bruce. Why else would he be there? Look at, right. look at some of the like the. I hate to say this, but look at some of the has-beens in this fucking video. Who Fred Corey from Cinderella? <laughs> but you know Ooh, what I Dana mean. Strum. Like just, but I'm just saying, like. You, <laughs> Bob Kulik is part of the Kiss family. Right. No, Bob Kulik was part of Killers. No, I know. I know. He worked with him. Right, but it's right. interesting because Bob is throwing out his Paul relationship. Everything's out because, you know, I was with Paul. I was hanging out with Paul. Paul showed me a picture of this guy. And I was like, okay. He's like, Paul says, what do you think? And I'm like, I don't know. Can he play? So, meaning like there was the image part, there was, is he a good guy part? He obviously yeah. could play. So they're like, yeah, it works. If, he fits. Um, and then they talked a little bit about the big bird, the chicken, and then he became the fox. I wish they went into more detail about the fox and the costume and the makeup. Well, they went into it a little bit, but they didn't get into too much. There's a lot of kids things that I think we wish they got into a little bit more of on this DVD. Yeah. And for some and, and, reason. They and, didn't. Yeah. And that, that was one of them. They, they touched on it briefly. Uh, like you said, they kind of briefly talked about, you know, the hawk or whatever the hell it was. And then they got, they settled on the fox. Um, yeah, a little bit too brief for my liking, but that's okay. Yeah, I mean, I, my first thing is, is I, right in the beginning, parents seem, uh, seem like they can't say anything about Eric and Kiss. <laughs> that's what I wrote. Um, and, you know, it's but they did talk about the, the so when they saw him, when you were mentioning him, they saw Eric play. It was on the Palladium, which was the only one they did for unmask yep. Eric's introduction. Yep. They saw that. And then, you know, they obviously hit overseas and left and continued to tour on unmasked. Um, or they probably went like, Oh, this album is horrible. What is oh, this? Stop shit? it. Stop um, that. Come on now. Yeah. yeah. And then different clips, Fred Curry from Cinderella. I want to grow my hair. Like Eric Dana strum. Eric's a good guy down to earth. Uh, Bruce starts talking about him and it was funny because he says, I, you know, Bruce said he met Eric when they were recording creatures. Cause you yeah. know, he says my brother. So it yep. was, you know, Bob is, seems like Bob was kind of always in, or hanging around helping them out a little because they were still in that limbo between a real permanent from ACE yep. to Bruce in between there. Bob is always kind of helping Kiss out and being around as their buddy. Maybe and, that's what, uh, he, maybe maybe that's what led to uh, the current Bob Kulik we have right now in 2020. Yeah, apparently. And then they cut to Carrie Stevens. Oh, holy shit! God damn! She looks like a fucking combo of cindy crawford and kathy ireland in their prime absolutely stunning she looks like a kid in this video granted it's 20 years old so wow yeah um yeah yeah <laughs> just just unbelievable Oof. watch the video just for that um yep. adam mitchell's written a bunch of songs with, with kiss um he's in there talking um and 
And then, uh, you know, there's clips of Eric with his parents and home videos talking and stuff. The only thing I can say is, like, it must be, like, what people think when they hear me and you talk with that, you know, accent that just they don't recognize, but everyone else oh, can God, hear yeah. that accent, right? Oh, yes. Yeah, I know, talking, uh... Oh, you joined this band, Kiss. I, I say I never heard of them. Yeah, his his father like reminded me of like uh, Frankie Pantangeli. Chichi, Laporta. You know, like, but yeah, I mean the accent, and, and again, like we said earlier, you know, there's a lot of home video footage because I don't think they could get their hands on any other kind of video footage for this. We'll talk about that later. Uh, yeah, just a lot of like, you know, day in the, it, re- it really is an Eric Carr story, um, like a very personal video. Um, fucked it up. Fucked it up. You said fucking what's his name. And now all I can think of, your father did business with Hyman Roth. Your father uh, <laughs> respected Hyman Roth, but your father never trusted Hyman Roth or a Sicilian messenger boy, Johnny Ola. <laughs> I'm sorry. In my head. (laughs) Get it out. One of my. Oh my God. Well, real quick, if we can go off, if we can go off onto a detour real quick, because we we went from Eric Carter, Frankie Pantangeli. So, (laughs) so my wife is watching TV the other night and uh, some, some network she's flipping through was showing old episodes of Magnum PI. Okay. Okay. And the actor who played Frankie Pantangeli was a character on it. So I, I come upstairs. I'm like, it's freaking Frankie Five Angels from The Godfather. What's he doing on Magnum? He's <laughs> looking for Chi-Chi. Exactly. Dope. Dope. Oh, my God. And they leave the gambling for last. Oh, here we go. Here comes the Godfather podcast. See, we're screwed now. Oh. Now my mind is all on that fucking monologue that he does. Okay. To, all right. To, switch to, gears. To, switch to gears. Michael Corleone, right? <laughs> Familia Corleone. Well, that, oh. I can't say it because there's a lot of ethnic slurs in yeah, don't, yeah, in don't his do monologue. That. Yeah, don't, don't, yeah, don't do that. <laughs> What's a clean monologue that he went on? He did a little... Well, the best one is when he's drunk, when he's talking to Michael. That's yeah. the best one. I know, but I'm just thinking, how do I, which part of it did he cut out that he's not calling Hyman Roth some ethnic slur? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he, he was like half drunk half the movie, so everything he said was a slur. All right, Lord. let's get back. Let's go. Lord. Oh, God. Here we go. My fault. I take full responsibility for this. And he's got those. What are the, what are the brothers? What are the brothers again? Oh, um, the res, the we have res, um, <laughs> fuck. Oh my god, let him back up by that in Miami. The Rosado brothers, yeah, that's it. The Rosados, the Rosados, yes, yes. <laughs> oh my god, all right, go okay, ahead. Jesus Christ, Michael. <laughs> this here, this is a straight thing. <laughs> I don't got your brain for big business deals. <laughs> Oh, here we okay. go. All right. <laughs> hey, David, <laughs> Zanet, come on, buddy. Jump on in here, buddy. Come on. Yeah. I am Enzo, the baker. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Frankie Pantangeli. Because <laughs> his father's Frankie Pantangeli. <laughs> <laughs> now I just, now I just nice ruined. Italian man. 
Now I just ruined this DVD for anybody who's going to go watch it now. <laughs> like someone's going to turn off this fucking podcast and put on The Godfather too. Uh, um, go ahead, go ahead, Frankie. Um, no, so we were just talking about how it, it. There's just a lot of home videos here talking, you know, just everyday life behind the scenes stuff. And uh, you know, like I said earlier, before we went on to our Godfather rant, you know, we'll, we'll talk about a little bit of the details as we move on at the end of the of the the video. So. But one little kiss tidbit was that Bruce said that Eric didn't get the elder. Yes. And this was too much into it. But Bruce brought that up, that he felt like they were coming. He was coming into the band. But we all know that. Everybody was saying that. Ace and him both were thinking that. But it was interesting. What the fuck is this? Yeah. And it was interesting how Bruce said that Eric met with the band and Bill Coin and said, this is a mistake. Yeah. So that's uh, when I, when I heard that, I'm like, okay, maybe we're going to turn the corner and get into some really deep, deep stuff here. But you know, the DVD is kind of hit or miss with some of the kiss stuff. And uh, just, you know, they didn't, that, that was kind of a, the, the comment by Bruce. And then you kind of just shifted gears again. Yeah. And then they go into, then Mark Slaughter pops in and Bill yep. coin comes back and talks about Eric's smile. It's great. And the thing that got me at this point though, Tom, there's a part in the home video, and this was when it really hit me, and it felt like, oh, man. It was so sad, I put. Eric was showing his thumbs and how banged up they were from drumming all this time. Yep. And then he goes into, oh, when I'm – this is Eric on the home video. Oh, man, look at this. When I'm 50, I'm going to be a twisted wreck. But yep. I do it for you because I love you. Like he's talking to the fan. And I'm like, oh, God bless you, man. I wish you made it to 50. I know. I, so I said the same thing. I, I'm wa- I, uh, no, you're right. I said the same thing. I'm watching the video and I'm like, shit. I'm like, this poor guy doesn't he doesn't even know what's you know? coming and down it, the pipe. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Oh, and, 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 you know, it, it is it is a sad video because he is. You know, everybody in this video, you know, they focus a lot on Bill Coin, Carrie Stevens and, and Bruce. Um, yeah, and they just and they just can't and stop Bob. talking. About, you know, Bob Bob's in there too. No, Bob is in there too, and they just can't stop talking about just what a great you know. A f- and we we've heard Paul and Gene talk about this too. You know, a prankster, a fun guy, great sense of humor, love to goof around and fuck around and do silly things with the band and with his friends. Um, and they really get into that here. Unfortunately, they don't show any of the interactions with the band. We'll talk yeah. about that a little bit at the end. Uh, but yeah, you, you, I mean, if you're a kiss fan and obviously if you're listening to us and if you're watching this movie, this DVD, you're a kiss fan, it, it is, it is emotional seeing it. Cause you know, he just really was just a, a great guy and a great drummer and a great bandmate. And it's just mm-hmm. a, it's a tragedy, you know? Um, Bruce talks about Eric, how, you know, multifaceted he was, he could play the drums, guitar, the bass, sing, write music. Yep. And uh, then they showed the clips of him when he first joined Kiss and Ace is there. And the Ace, yeah, he had a weird diapers when he came on. Oh, I know. <laughs> I, I'm like, I know. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about, Ace? <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. Like, settle oh, down. What do you, I don't even get it. Um, And then, you know, Bruce goes way overboard and so does Bob. I shouldn't say overboard, like goes on and on about how Eric was different than most rock stars where people are done from the shows. They go to their rooms, they go hang up. Like 
Eric wanted to be with fans. He would answer all, open all his fan mail, answer all the fan mail. He'd hang out in the lobbies. He'd hang out with people after the concerts. He'd want to talk to the fans and that yep. he was sincere about it. And Bob Kula could say, oh, you know, there's a, actually a nice guy here. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, exactly. Anyways, <clears throat> yeah, right. Um, but, you know, and then, you know, there's more clips of him and, um, you know, they hinted at his, you know, obviously you can tell the New York accent, but they also hinted at a little bit of his frustration about like, you know, whether he played or could sing or get some of his songs on. Um, yeah, there was, there was some interesting comments there where. Um, one of the things I found interesting that Bob said, and I'm, I'm wondering if this was Bob's sentiment or if, like who kind of came like this feeling came from, but Bob said, having Eric and the band proved that someone in kiss could be replaced. And I thought that was, an yeah, interest- yeah. I, I thought that was, I thought that was an interesting way to, to, to put it. Meaning like, did they think that that was impossible at no, one point? What I think what I think was happening is that Bob was hinting at all the session players that kiss always had. Yeah. And he was joking about himself being on all these records, other people else. And you can't have it. It has to be seen as ace, Paul, Peter, Paul, and Gene. It has to be seen. And now like, no, you can replace somebody. You can say, you're not playing this very well. Let's put somebody that just be in the band and do it every time. So I think that's what he's hinting at. And, you know, I wish they kept that the same way. I hate that I'm not the biggest kiss Wikipedia nerd that knows, oh yeah, but that one note in that one part in that one song on that one album, Johnny Coolballs played, right? Yep. And yep. everyone's oh yeah, well this guy played this part. This guy played like I wish it was just yeah, they played on this but Ace was hospitalized and this guy did this uh this thing and that's it. Every single song, even when they had healthy members, yeah. But this guy came in and did the solo. Why? Why? Yeah. No, I know it happens. A lot oh. of bands do that. So that's not just a Kiss thing. But um, yeah. but there was a cu- there were a couple other interesting comments. And again, this is when I thought that maybe we were going to get into some dramatics here on the DVD, where you know, like you like you had mentioned earlier, like you know, I think it was Bruce who said that Eric wanted to contribute a little bit more to the band in terms of writing, uh, but he felt stifled. Um, Bruce mentioned that at times Eric was not happy, uh, sometimes being in the band that he would not talk to them sometimes. So I was like, okay, I like, those are the parts where I'm like, okay, this is some interesting shit. Let's get into it a little bit more expound on that. And they didn't, they would just pivot and just turn yeah. and talk about something else. He actually tried to minimize that. They I did. Know. Yeah, exactly. That, that exactly. Yeah, he yes. tried to say, oh yeah. You know, people say they talk, but no, I mean, it happens. Uh, you know, he, there's a lot of the home video stuff yep. that they constantly were showing Eddie playing, uh, Eric playing jokes, uh, that backstage home videos, talking, shooting while somebody was shooting who some keyboard player for the band. Yep. Uh, there's other clips of him talking about the products in the dressing room. Um, you know, and, and then there's a great clip of him talking about the Porsche that they gave him when he yep. joined kiss and, and he, and it's constantly costing money for him to fix that he doesn't even use it really and it's just a friggin money pit for him um that was great and uh and then uh bruce like i wish they gave me a porsche when i joined the band um (laughs) so and then he talked about his like 
he had a, a, a nice little uh, side gig where he was doing that those uh, Rockheads cartoons. He was a great little artist. It looked yes. like. Yep, they should. Yeah, I, I I didn't know anything about that, but they talked about that. Carrie, Carrie, that was t- Carrie talked a lot about that because that's kind of prime time when she was with Eric, um, mm-hmm. you know, and how he was really into that with the, the, the you know, artistically and and story wise, that was kind of his little pet project that he had on the side. Um, so that was interesting to see. They had a little bit from, um, I think it was, I don't know if it was, it was one of the guys from Slaughter. It might have been, it might have been Mark Slaughter himself. When he mm-hmm. talks about how you know Eric was uh, key in terms of helping them uh, as become the opening act on the Hot in the Shade tour, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, and that's right. I skipped over that, and yep. that it wasn't the Vinny connection. It was really Eric that yep. was like pushing this band that he was friends with them, and like these guys, we should get them on our tour. And those guys were really, really thankful to Eric and all yep. that he did. And it sounds like they were really felt that he was the catalyst. To get him on, not Vinny, yeah. not a, yep. like a slight. Let's fucking piss off Vinny. Put slaughter on, you know. Yeah, no, it's true. And then um, Bruce had a cut. Had a, had an, a it was kind of interesting and funny at the same time. He was talking about what everybody what everybody sees is Eric's massive drum set, and Eric yeah. is so small that when he would sit behind the drums, no one could see him. So one of one of Eric's famous thing and it's on the cover of the DVD is Eric would kind of stand up and kind of like stand sometimes on the bass drum and kind of put his yep. sticks up in the air and kind of get everybody's attention because he was such a tiny guy especially behind that massive drum that drum kit yeah I and that's like iconic like as much as I think of like different things I think of Eric Carr on those drums standing up right and that's why I, and I love the, the the picture on the DVD cover is awesome yep. it's like a what a perfect perfect iconic picture of Eric yeah, it just it just breaks your heart looking at it. But you know, yep. there's a funny story of him like hanging out with Gene, and then and then uh, Diana Ross comes over and he was trying to do something, and he turned around and like fucking elbowed her oh, really yeah. hard, <laughs> yeah, in yep. the fucking yep. gunt or yeah. something like that <laughs> in her fupa, <laughs> oh, God. in her vagina gut, v- the VG. <laughs> the biggest VG of all time had to be the that Bill Parcells. Bill Parcells. <laughs> he had the vagina gut going big time. Oh God! The yeah, fupa, had, yeah. vagina gut, or the gun? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know which one I love better. Oh. I love all three of those. Yeah, but yeah. Was, go ahead. Yeah. No, I was just gonna say, just go. No, just back to Parcells. Par- no one wore that better than Parcells in the nineties. And those fucking New York Giants. Look at Parcells and Giants. And there's a photo of him, especially one of Bill Belichick and him walking. And their fucking shorts are so tiny. And their fucking balls hanging out of them. And (laughs) Parcells has got the fucking gun in full swing. Oh, my God. (laughs) Anyways, he elbows fucking Diana Ross in the gun. And, um... You know, and he was the type that didn't want to go to her party. He was invited that. She didn't care about that kind of stuff. Yep. He just wanted to be with regular people. He wasn't into the celebrity stuff. And, you know, they, there's more videos of him with Carrie and their home stuff and them talking. It's kind of just, you know, it's haunting. It's it haunting because little do they know what's going to go ahead. And uh, we all know what ends up happening. But, you know, and it's just like you just want to be like, oh, can I go back in time and change this? How do we make it so he continues? And you know, there are know. videos. I, I, he looks happy and healthy, and it's in April. Yeah, and then I know. we know I what hate, happens. 
I hated I hated watching some of that, and then and then they get to the, the you know the God gave rock and roll to you shoot, um, you know w- w- which would be the last time that Eric would perform with the band, and you know they talk about the premiere for Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, which the song was part of the soundtrack, and how excited Eric was for that, and how emotional that was, you know, f- for for him, and you know it, it it just like you said as as a Kiss fan or just yeah even as a friggin human being it just gets it, it just gets emotional and then then there was an interesting thing that i wasn't really aware of that they started to they began some early preparations on the revenge album mm-hmm. and and eric was like okay let's go and bob Ezrin was like eric just stop rest take care of yourself you know mm-hmm. monitor yourself and that's where i'm wondering was it them you want to do this video? Then you got to say it was Bob Ezra, not Kiss, that said stay home. Maybe, and we'll talk. We'll, ta- we'll, we'll 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 talk about that at the end. But yes, uh, I know. I but know then what you're the, you know, and then the narration goes: Eric Carr died November twenty fourth peacefully. Like you're yep. like, what the fuck? Yep. You're like yep. pissed off. You're like, I know. Fuck? I know. And you knew it was coming. And and then another, and then another interesting comment from our friend Bob Kulik. <laughs> he says he says Bob will be. He says, excuse me, Eric will be remembered as one of the kiss drummers, arguably the best one. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Um, go ahead. No, no, go finish. No, I was just going to say, and then they get into the, uh, the thing in Hollywood, uh, with the award with, uh, you know, with Eric Carr and they present the, an ace. Yeah. So this is, this is when I'm like, okay, I, I want the behind the scenes of this DVD. Because they show the video of of the awards being presented to Eric's mom and dad with Ace, mm-hmm. and then there's like a literal like six second interview with Ace. Yeah, I'm like okay, so what is going on here? You know, this is uh, two thousand Aces and Kiss, but no, Ace thought that right. as a solo artist. But anyways, what yeah. I put that as Ace looked normal and sounded normal, totally. like he didn't suffer from brain damage back then. Oh, he looked good. I mean, for Ace. I mean, yeah, he was talking like about Eric is a good friend of mine. He's, he sounded like a normal guy, not hey, yep. Eric. Huh? He's a pretty good job. I, wait a minute. Was, what band was he in? Yeah, you know, well, don't forget, this is also 20 years ago before his fucking brain was a puddle. So, I mean, <laughs> and and then then you had a, then you had a little interesting, some good comments there about uh, from Carmine Apiece. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Tom have this like. <laughs> If we just see him or greatest, hear his name, we just laugh. Mustache. Who, Vanilla it's Fudge? Video. It's the video from Bark at the Moon. Oh, they, God, oh, yes. All of a sudden, they, they hit the drum, and then there's a close-up, and he's looking at the camera like, yep. ooh. <laughs> <laughs> his mustache. I, I got to get a clip of it. It is the fucking stupidest look. And that fucking, that's all I think of Calm on a piece. And mean, if I just text Tom in the middle of the day, a picture of that, Tom will die laughing. Oh, yeah, it's perfect. It's same here. Or if he just says, come on, a come on a piece, <laughs> jelly roll. <laughs> so so they do a little bit with Carmine a piece because Carmine being a drummer. And this was another interesting thing. He's like, yeah, he's like, you know, I was a friend of I was a friend of Eric. Um, you know, I wanted to put together, uh, you know, a video tribute for Eric. And Kiss said no. Yeah, couldn't they, couldn't couldn't use the couldn't, name. Couldn't use his name. Couldn't use. And honestly, 
this video, I think because I got so emotionally attached to Eric during this video, because it was a very, such a personal video, I'm sitting there watching this video, and when, when Carmine Peace said that, I'm like, motherfucker, Paul and Gene really are fucking assholes. <laughs> no, I, I, honestly, and I wasn't even trying or, to say it like... Or do you think they maybe said, we'll do a... Excuse me, Carmine will do a video for Eric Carr. We don't want no has been mediocre talent like act like yourself getting the bullet boys to fucking do one for him yeah. i'll get the talent yeah. i don't know i don't know it just was we'll, we'll, when we when we wrap up this the the the, the recap we'll, we'll talk about all that so and then it says and, and oh good no go ahead no i was gonna say then bill talks says that they talked all the way to the end bill a coin yep and i was gonna say but i have one more thing i want to talk about the the video but did you have something else you wanted to say uh about no i was just gonna i was just gonna talk about how bruce added some comments about uh hey. about car jam um at the end of revenge and how revenge was dedicated to the memory of eric Carr. Mm-hmm. um uh and then then the the video ends you know kind of with like a little bit of a, a little bit of a solo performance um with eric Carr, and he had those those insane those pads those electronic pads yeah, that above him, that when he hit them, it kind of gave the feeling of like a like a bass or like a you know kind of like a little extra percussion. Yeah, uh, so that was that was kind of interesting. Um, yeah, and yeah, I said go ahead. He ends the the ends the video with the drum solo. Yep, and Eric standing that iconic image of him on top of the drums. Yep, yep. And I also found out that um, portions of the DVD sales uh, benefit the Eric Carr Foundation, which is which is cool. Yeah. So. That goes that you know, great guy. Everybody loves Eric Carr. So, um, yeah. That being said, um, go ahead. There's a couple other things like when the DVD itself. I think you saw the Amazon video. There's a couple like in the old days of DVDs, you'd have to press the button and be a little story, and then yes. press the button to play and go. So there's like a director thing, and it talks about it. And the director Jack Edward, I think Sawyer's does say something like with all the crap that we had to, I had to deal with with getting this released and I'm so happy that we got it re-released wow he just you know i put in parentheses crap and crap i think was capitalized that's a shame purpose. yep um i think that's a fucking big time like shot across the bow oh no and- doubt and then, you know, there's a quick little biography on him. There's a music link to some of the songs. And we're going to do, a, like, Rockology and other stuff at some point. We'll we'll review Eric's solo album. Oh, yeah, yeah. And things like that down the line. I don't want to get too much into it. But what I want to get into and Tommy wants to get into is this specific video, whether it's to watch it, buy it, rent it. Yep. So... I was not very familiar with this before. I said I actually kind of stumbled upon this because when I go down the rabbit hole on Amazon Prime or on the Amazon shopping app, you look at Kiss stuff, and the next thing you know, you, so I'm like, "Holy shit! I've never heard. I've never heard of this. What is it about?" So I'm like, "Okay, it's Kiss. It's Erica. Let's let's watch it. Let's talk about it." Um, I I I don't want to say I was disappointed. Uh, what I, what I'm disappointed in as a Kiss fan. Is pretty much what you, what you just said, Zeus. Is that the director said of all the crap he went through? The fact that there is a ninety minute documentary called "Inside the Tale of the Fox: The Eric Carr Story," and there is no Paul, 
There is no gene. There is no kiss footage. There is minimal tiptoeing around his kiss career. I think is is just really unacceptable for me. And I think it's I think it really cements some of those things that people think about Paul and Gene. Um and I don't know I don't know this director and producer. I don't know what he what he tried to do. I don't know if, if maybe he didn't have the money to do what he wanted to do. Um but you know, th- th- this is the only thing on Eric Carr. There's, you know, an in, in extreme close-up. I know Paul and Gene briefly talk Here's about the book. Is the book? Yep. Oh no, no, um, no! I know. Th- yeah, I know that. But I'm saying, I know, I know, an extreme close-up in some of the Kiss DVDs. They they do briefly mention Eric Carr, but to have a 90-minute documentary on the guy's life, I'd like. I would have liked a little bit more. And I know that the directors and the producers were, you know, their hands were tied, you know, legally speaking, on what they could do. Yeah, I, I look. In the end, I'll tell you this. Um, I would recommend this. Oh, absolutely. Um, because I believe that just those home videos, just yep. seeing Eric and his family are wonderful. If you are interested in that, if you're all about Kiss, the music and stuff, this isn't for you. Exactly. But if you like the band, and want to see the behind the scenes, what people were like. There's no way you walk away from this without liking Eric Carr more or wanting to buy his CD or wanting to hear more of his story or supporting him in his cause. No way he doesn't all of a sudden start leaping ahead of other members and be like, yeah, I, you know, I'll, I'll be honest with you. He hopped over Eric Singer to me. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean the, the the video, like you said, this is not a Kiss DVD. Okay, you're not gonna. They're not gonna go through the timeline of his career. They're not gonna talk about the behind the scenes of Animal Eyes or you know, you know what led to him singing Little Caesar on Hot in the Shade or you know when he took the makeup off and they recorded Lick It Up. None. You're not gonna get that. Okay. That being said, like Zoo said, if if you're a fan of of the Mad Eric Carr. Um, as long as you know what you're getting into and what, and yeah. what your expect, what your expectations are, um, then I think it's, I think it's worth seeing. Um, it's just very, very unfortunate and disappointing. And it pisses me off that there's no, there's no official kiss, um, you know, anything in here. And again, I, I, like I already said, I don't, I don't know what went into the production of this and, and if, if that was even an option for the producers of this. Yeah. Um, for me, uh, you know, one of the things that I, I found, you know, interesting is do you, when you watch these videos, do you learn something? Yeah. Yeah. I learned a lot. Me too. Um, is it something that you get bored of? Not really because the, the family stuff and even the people talking are, are, likable characters, likable people. So yeah. you want to hear, it's not like, good God, I have to, I'm watching a biography about a poet from the 18th century and I have to watch this video. <sighs> no, it's, it's very down to earth and very, the people are engaging and, um, I liked it. But it's very, um, it's, it's very real. You, 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 Eric was a very real person and all the people talking about him are very, re- it's very, it's, you know, look, we're not very serious on Shout It Out Loudcast very we're often, not? if at all, if at all. But th- th- this is this is a this is a, a good a good DVD about a good person, somebody that we as Kiss fans really like. Um, and, and 
I, I would I would recommend it, but just temper your expectations when you go in to see it. Yeah. Um, so let's address the elephant in the room. And that is how did this get done or not get done the right way? I, I, I'm gonna be devil's advocate here. I got my lawyer hat on. Yep. Um I can see them wanting to do this video and Gene and Paul and them going. Well, hold on a minute. You're using our footage. You can't just use it for we can release a DVD video of Eric Carr and we'll happy to no no no. The family's like, we don't want you releasing shit. We're gonna do it. Well, then if you're gonna be like that, we control our image and we don't trust what you're gonna say about us. So we have artistic stuff. I want to see what you're gonna say. It's true. And that's why it got limited. Certain things could put out there. Quick little video clips. I mean, you can barely see Paul and Gene in any of this. Yep. But you can see Ace yep. in a lot of it. Um, you know, and then the couple of shots, they probably saw Carmine at Peace's hit job about not letting him in. Ah, fuck, it's Carmine. Let's fast forward. To, ah, that's nothing. Yep. Or, you know, the after the fact on the DVD with in the insert notes or the director says all the crap we had to put up with. Like, I bet you they didn't see it. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I, like, I agree. This is how we do it. I can somewhat see yes. what they're talking about because, um, you know, they got to control their stuff. And, you know, it sucks, but we control our image. I get Not that. And, and, I get, And it's interesting because on the back of the DVD at the b- very bottom, it says released with the permission of Eric's car's family. Yeah. Um. Now, that being said, I, I agree with what you just said. I, I do. I, I get the legal aspect of that. But then you kind of back up a little bit and you look at what Carmine Apice said about wanting to do a video tribute for Eric, you know, and he's and, and he he got that got squashed. Like, th- 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 look, we 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 know Paul and Gene. We're, we're, we've been fans of the band for 40 years. We know how they are. This has asshole written all over it. It really does. I understand yeah, that there's a bit. But you've got to understand, I, we, we don't have I, the context I, of what. Fucking goofball, Carmine Peace is coming up with. Hey, I gotta do a video, and they probably like, dude, you're not doing some half-ass video with our fucking blessing about Kiss and Eric Carr. No, you, we're not putting you in your second-rate opinion. If something's done, we'll do it. Who, who knows how that came across? I know that. I know. I I, I can me. say to them. Well, I was gonna do this great DVD about Eric Carr, and Kiss said no to me because they probably said, "Who the fuck are you?" I know that, and I and I understand the legal aspects behind all this. Believe me, I do. But and artistic, I, I get that. But the but there's a piece of me, and I mean, maybe I'm being a little mushy, softy here. But there's but a then little again, piece they put out Kiss Exposed, so who the fuck are they to talk? Well, there's a little piece of me too. It's like you know what? This is a this is a fucking member of your band who was with you for ten years through one of the you know a, all it is is a fucking biography. You assholes, they're not doing this video to shit on the band or to shit on you. They're doing it to talk about his life. You can't you can't throw a clip in there of you guys performing the oath or you guys performing fucking heavens Good on fire. Fucking luck getting that from them. But what I'm talking about, then Mark St. John's fucking gonna say that when Vinny dies, Vinny wants to put a clip in of him and kiss. You know, sometimes, that's what they're putting. That's why they're saying it's no to everybody. Unless you ask us for permission and you and you pay for that right, you don't get it. People, this is what happens when I have a fucking lawyer for a co-host. <laughs> fucking ruin everything. There, I get it. Believe there me, are I rules, my friend. There are I rules. Get, you I start look, doing that shit, and then you got fucking ten members of Kiss 
all of them saying, I want to produce this. Well, you let me produce this. Now Gene and Paul are dead, so why can't I perform as Kiss? You let me put videos out as Kiss, so I'm going to go out as the Tommy Thayer Kiss experience. You know, I mean, it just... I get it. If you don't fucking box it in... I, I get it. That's I why there's fucking 20 Temptation groups out there I touring in I five do. different variations of Rat and stupid shit like that. You no, know? I told, believe me, I totally understand it. It doesn't mean I have to be happy about it. That's no, my, I agree that's my you. only problem. I get, then you know I what Kiss should have done? We'll produce something for Eric and all the proceeds will go to Eric's foundation and we'll do it along with his family. They would never fucking do that. Are you shitting but me? But that's what they should be doing, I'm saying. Yeah. No, if anything, the, 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 the proceeds will go to Moneybag Soda. That's all he fucking cares about. Proceeds will go to South America and Peru to get all the cane sugar for money bag soda. Yeah, and then they'll go to my fucking Paul Stanley parachute pants. <laughs> fucking my urban sombrero. <laughs> From the Peterman collection. So any so anyway, so it's on Amazon Prime. Check it out. Even if you don't have the DVD, and even if you even if you're not an Amazon Prime subscriber, I think you can get it. For you know, like maybe like a dollar ninety nine rental or something on Amazon. The DVDs cheap enough if, if you want to add it to your collection. It's again, it's worth having. Um, yeah. But you know, uh, I enjoyed it. It was it was a little bit different, uh, and it is a little bit sad too. You know, unfortunately. So, Tom, we reviewed this. Is our third DVD is that right? Yes, Confidential, Second Coming, and this. Where do you rank it? Look, be be be. Be real. Be yeah, fair. I'm, I mean, I'm gonna have to put it. I'm gonna have to put it last, just because it's just yep. it's not a kiss video. Um, I, I enjoyed but it's it. It's worth watching, and I'm doing the same thing. Absolutely, it's worth watching. I enjoyed it, but it's it's not a kit. It's more of a. You know what it would be like? It would be like if you went on, um, you know, like one of those cable channels that do like uh, you know, like a like a background story, like like a PBS fucking at night. Yeah. Show. Yeah, kind of, or a YouTube video. All of a sudden, you get like some documentary yep. you know existed of Kiss. Exactly. And you start watching it. Yeah, I mean, I enjoyed it, but it's it's not a Kiss video. And and Confidential and Second Coming are are Kiss videos with with concert footage and interviews, yeah. etc. If so, I ah. could keep a permanent one, yeah, I would fucking this would be the last one. Yeah, because one now I've seen it. Is this something I'm going to repeat view it? Maybe not anytime soon. But yeah, I mean, I, I I could see myself watching it again, maybe in the, I mean, put it this way. This is a video where like my wife would, would, would enjoy watching. Yeah, like I could watch it with her. Yeah, exactly. Someone who's never seen it. Right. But yep. on your own to watch it next month by yourself. Probably not. Yeah. Right. That's why I'm right. Yep. Yep. So we recommend you guys take a look at it, see it. Um, and you know, God bless Eric Carr. Absolutely. Agreed. Yep. So we usually go to a question after this. What do you got for us this week? What do you got? All right. They Actually, mistake in that ad. Hey, they say they made a mistake in that ad. So well, before yeah. we get into before we get into questions, can I can I read uh, uh, an, an an email that we recently got tonight? We got one tonight. Okay. We got one tonight at six o'clock, and it's from Chris. On did we get one on Friday night at eight? <laughs> it will be so great. Great, great. Want to be late? Friday night at eight. So it's funny because this is from Craig Stevens, and it's funny because I thought of this today, 
He goes, breaking news. The latest episode of the Stuart Trunk podcast has dropped. Stuart sits down with Johnny Z, his old boss at Megaforce Records, which, by the way, is true. If you if you subscribe to the Eddie Trunk podcast, he, he interviews Johnny Z. And as soon as I saw that, I'm like, oh, here we go. So then he goes, Stuart was Johnny's protege and will tell you all about how good he is. And he was so integral to the careers of anyone from Metallica to Ace Freely. Listen carefully and you might even hear Johnny get a few words in. <laughs> oh, so, Craig, thank you for sharing that. That was a good one. Um, oh, and then we got a, and then we got a Facebook recommendation Ooh, this week we'll Take it from Rick rarer on Facebook. He says, you can't go wrong with kiss and jerky boy references. <laughs> so thank you, Rick. Well, thank you, Rick. We will take that recommendation. That's terrific. Um, and as far as questions here, where, where are we going to go this oh, week? Oh, oh, oh you oh, forgot oh, oh. to mention. Oh, shit. Uh, by the way, thank you all those guys about the Where's Drago from last week. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was excellent. Yes, yes. And we found out where Drago is. Yeah. Um, but the other part that I wanted to bring up was uh, we mentioned our friend from the comment section of YouTube. Oh. <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, God. He, oh, what's his name? Marty? I got to pull this up. Marty McFly. Marty McFly. So he, um, oh God, man, this was funny. (laughs) This, this was funny because now, now I got to pull up the frigging email. Oh yeah. So he was the one that was commenting on all our YouTube clips and he called us twat waffles or something. Yeah. Yeah. We talked about him. We talked about him during last week's episode. We didn't mention him by name. But we were talking about how, oh yeah, there's a new guy out there who's listened to all our all our episodes and he comments on all of them and he's shitting on us and calling us twat waffles and all this shit. So he sends us an email and uh he talks about where Drago is and everything, and he said, Sorry about calling you guys morons. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, I didn't get your groove and the show seemed like chaos, but I've listened to most <laughs> of your episodes. Thanks. <laughs> He goes, but I've listened to most episodes and I have come to really enjoy the show, but I still stand by one thing. You guys sound like car talk, which apparently is a podcast uh, that I've heard other people talk about too. It's about two guys talking about cars. So now I got to hear this one. Cause I don't, I don't know what the fuck car talk I is. I heard that was a, somebody else had told us that. Remember? Yeah. That we sound like that. And the, the other people said, that's a compliment. I'm like, it's a compliment. Oh. I don't know what the fuck they are. Um, I'll take but it. did you see this other one here? Uh-oh. Um, uh, email? This is an email that we got on Sunday. Okay. okay. <laughs> the disclaimer on a KISS Facebook group. KISS Facebook group. Um, apparently, this one is... Um, has. Do you have thick skin? We asked this because if you get butt hurt easily, this page is not for you. Um this group is not exclusive to just kiss. We discuss all bands and genres. Is this something you're interested in? This group consists of mainly ACE fans and not so much Tommy Thayer fans. Are you okay with this? If not, this page may not be for you. So this was an email we got from Lamar page, the disclaimer on a kiss Facebook group. Also Zeus. I do a mean gene impression. Fuck Craig gas. I'm (laughs) 2.0. I love to read out a sketch 
you've made for you. I mean, I think he's saying I've made for you guys. Yeah. If there's anything as good as your ace impersonation spot on, we got a hit. Let me know. Oh, All Jesus right, Lamar. Christ. So what you need to do is you need to like do like a voice memo or something. Yeah. Or do a clip of it. Yeah. And we'd love to hear it. Send it to our email. Yeah. If it's as good as you say, play it. You know, we, we might play it. Or yep. we might have to have you on and we'll just do a, a running skit where Tom can do Bill Clinton <laughs> and I'll do Ace and you can do Gene. You realize what we're opening ourselves up to now. We're a comedy bit now. <laughs> I was just going to say that. It's like fucking Saturday Night Live showed out <laughs> loud cast style. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, all right. So fireplace, bitch. Oh. Um, <laughs> okay. So where are we? Questions? We just finished, didn't we? No, I didn't, no I, I didn't even. <laughs> I didn't even ask one. We were reading our comments. <laughs> I'm fucking senile, dude. All right, I got a. I, I, all right, I got. I got a quick one from our friend Heavy Mayo. Oh no! Yes, who's, he just who's, added. I just saw a bunch of shit hit him and his fiance were going back and forth about buying products from our buddy Ed at Click Tea Shop. Yeah, because Ed's posting things about the big coffee mugs. So. Fucking oh, go get yeah, and you're telling everybody to buy their fucking shout it out loudcast mug. Like I said, the best part of waking up is Tom and Zeus in your cup. <laughs> what are we gonna do in their cup? Jizz in their cup? <laughs> We're gonna dance all over their cup. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Oh, oh so. No, so he so he says if social media had been around in the 70s, how would each successive kiss album have evolved? If Paul had real-time criticism. Ooh, that's good. I like that one. Well, remember now, Destroyer was not very well-liked until Beth took over. Right. So maybe he... And they already started really going right at it with uh, Rock and Roll Over. Right. So, I don't know. I mean, it seemed like it was kind of organic back then. Because he was already, his mind's like, oh, we got to go back to what we were doing in the first three albums. And that's why Rock and Roll Over is kind of stripped down. But you so know, know how okay, yeah, you're right. Changed, right? No, you're right. But but I think what he, what he's getting at, and I think it would be interesting. So we, we all know how, how unbelievably toxic and awful Facebook and Twitter can be. So picture, picture right now, 2020 uh, Destroyer gets released. And he and Paul Stanley goes on his Twitter page. So, oh, destroy release. Let us know what you think. And everyone's like, this fucking album sucks. What the fuck is great expectations? This is horseshit. And all of a sudden, Paul's going to be like, oh, shit. Maybe they're right. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Go ahead. With the amount of fucking shit Paul Stanley gets, he gets that way worse now. That's if he, you said, well, then Paul Stanley goes on his Facebook account or Twitter account. Dude. All day, I would say Paul Stanley gets three quarters of the shit about Paul Stanley are all negative. But it's different now because he doesn't care. He's in his 70s. He could give two fucks what me and you think. Back then in the 70s when they were in their prime, oh, he'd he kill himself. Right. He that, <laughs> Jesus Christ. I don't know if he would have fucking killed himself. Jeez. <laughs> he was a depressed fucking baby back then. You know that. Ooh, Stanley the parrot? <laughs> I thought you to say the other one. What, the one-eared monster? <laughs> yeah. He's probably going to be fucking pissed off and Ugh. fucking go F himself. You know I mean? What the fuck's he going to do? 
I don't know, kissing the uh, social media. I, I think it would hurt the band because the aura and that stuff goes around was word of mouth. And maybe you'd see a TV show about them. Yeah. If they were fucking everywhere, then the mystique of it wouldn't be as big. Oh, absolutely. I agree with that. Well, well so what? So you think if uh, what, some of those toxic face groups, the way they shit on the band today, if they were around in the 70s? Yeah. Paul, if Paul Stanley <laughs> was around in the 70s? Oh my God. <laughs> Hashtag and fucking live to win. Live to win. Okay. Uh, I'm so glad he's back on Facebook. Welcome oh. back, Paul Stanley. Um, um, good stuff. All right. Man. All right. So you guys can find us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, all the other podcast areas you can find podcasts. You can find us on YouTube. Email us at shoutitoutloudcast at gmail.com. Shoutitoutloudcast at gmail.com. Obviously, if it's any good, we will read it out loud. And uh, we appreciate all the emails that we get. Interact with us on social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Um, And please, um, again, we ask people to give us reviews on podchaser.com. And especially like iTunes.com that helps other people find us. Go to iTunes, find our podcast, rate and review five star child for shout it out loudcast. It'll be huge. Would greatly appreciate it. And uh, certainly read it on the air. Tom, anything else you want to add about uh, where people can find us and stuff? Yeah, don't forget to check us out at Pantheon Podcast, the website there, because you'll find us, all our information, um, all the other podcast platforms that were available, along with all the other awesome shows um, that we're associated with uh, that you that you should check out for sure. And uh, and and keep those re- keep those reviews and recommendations and emails and comments coming. That they, they, we love them. Um, as you can see, we we read them whenever we get them. They they're a lot of fun to read, and we have a good time with them and laugh and keep those coming. Yeah, and then finally, there's also, uh, please, uh, you can always find any of our merch uh, with our good buddy Ed on clickteshop.com, clickteshop.com, shout it out, Loudcast merchandise, and more importantly, awesome KISS-related merchandise. Take a look. Ed's got a fucking plethora of fun stuff there. He's got new stuff coming out all the time. Go to his website. Pick out something you like and uh, tell them we sent you. Um, So famous last words. You've been branded by the iron. You've been cut by the knife. There's a monkey on your back running up and down your spine. Ooh. Ooh, Ooh, God damn. Take my balls. Take my balls. Oh, yeah. Oh, God damn. You biting and shit. Um, Ooh, you even cuted in your baby pitches. So here I am. Do you want me now? Just show me where. And I'll show you how. Excellent as always. Guys, till next week, Tommy. Thank you. Kiss Army. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. We really appreciate it. And uh, we will see you next week. Thank you. Peace out, Girl Scout.
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.